Hello, and welcome to Tribal Council, Brothers vs. Brothers, a podcast in which two brothers who have never seen Survivor before start from the very beginning. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris, and just found out this is a battle. Um, yeah, we're gonna... I didn't really like it being a battle, I just didn't know how to play off of the fans vs. favorites for our podcast, so I guess that we're battling each other. We're fans, so we could be like fans versus Survivor. Are we battling the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck you, Survivor. Um, we're gonna be watching or talking about season sixteen, Micronesia fans versus favorites, episodes one and two this week, as we blitz through this season. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any little bits. I started trying to read some information about Micronesia, uh, but uh, didn't read that much about it. So I don't have anything to say about that. Uh, I will say that, um, so we talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, this season has two people who also played in the previous season, China, Amanda and James, um, and they played the seasons essentially back to back with like, you know, a little, tiny little bit of a break between them. And damn, Micronesia is a way different environment than China. Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, I was like kind of blown away. I'm like, man, this is a way different experience for them. And it's probably nice that they're going in this order because like Micronesia going to China, China was rough conditions. Yeah. That would have been rough for them. Yeah. Beach life is definitely easier than, I mean, like, I feel like we've really seen people struggle when it hasn't been beach, like Australia, Africa, China, yeah. Amazon, Amazon maybe wasn't as bad actually. They had like a, a lake in China that they could like swim in and stuff. Yeah. But it was like, I was like, man, I went from watching, I might even watch the finale and then the premiere in like the same day. Yeah. And the, the lake in China is like pretty dirty brown water. And then the water in Micronesia was like beautiful. And I was like, oh, this is a huge contrast. I will say to reveal my ignorance in the um, hilarious uh 2001 movie zoolander there's some joke in that movie referring to micronesia and uh when i saw that movie as a 15 year old i thought it was just making up a country and it wasn't real and then boy did i learn micronesia real place i pretty sure it's malaysia in zoolander there's that i think though there's like that is like one of the more main points but i think there's like a throwaway joke about like micronesia and i just the name of it, I was like, that's just a fake place. He just said to be funny. It's not fake. I also no. haven't seen Zoolander for a while, so it's possible I'm misremembering that, but I'm pretty sure um, that happened. Yeah, uh, that's right. And it might even be a, a confusion of like Zoolander thinks they're talking about Micronesia and it's Malaysia or whatever, because the plot of that movie is trying to assassinate the Malaysian prime minister. Right. And that I knew that Malaysia was real. Um. Yeah, wait, hold on. I've got the clip. Brainwashed Derek off the Prime Minister of Micronesia. Malaysia. So it is Owen Wilson mistakes, instead of saying Malaysia, says Micronesia. And I thought that was just Owen Wilson being dumb, like his character. Nope, turns out he was correct. Real country. But 15-year-old me, when I saw a movie, was like, you idiot, Owen Wilson, you don't even know country names. Turns out it was me. All right. So, um, I'm the idiot. Something that I just... I just quickly looked into is that um, Micronesia is a ambiguous term 
and that Micronesia is like a region of Oceania that covers a bunch of different areas, like multiple countries, including like Palau and the Marshall Islands and stuff like that. But then there's also a country called the Federated States of Micronesia that is commonly referred to as Micronesia. But Micronesia can refer to both that country and also a region that includes that country. Gotcha. Um, I assume they're in, this is filmed in the Federated States, but maybe not. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Listeners, let us know. Email us at tribalcouncilpodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at tribalcouncil20. Let's talk about the first episode. You guys are dumber than you look. We learn, Jeff tells us as they all show up on the beach, one, this is going to have 20 people this season. So 10 fans, 10 favorites. So starting off big. Um, and he says that there are two idols in the game, one for each tribe, and they can only be played the first time you go to tribal council. So kind of like a get out of jail free card, so to speak. And to get them, they have to like swim or wade across this little inlet of water between islands um, and get to a boat that will have a map of their camp. And then the idols are over there. Um, actually, when he dis- explained it, I didn't realize the idols were going to be like there, like they had to find them immediately. I thought it was like around camp was where the idols were going to be. That's also what I thought, too. I was kind of confused. Yeah, so they all do that. They wait across the water. They're all scrambling, looking for the idol. Johnny Fairplay finds an idol, but it's the one on the wrong boat. It's the other tribe's boat, so he can't take it. Yao Man sees this happen and runs and grabs the correct one, knocking Johnny Fairplay headfirst into a boat in the process. And Kathy, for the fans, gets uh, the fans' idol. Yeah. I looked up real quick where this was filmed. Um, it was not in the Federated States of Micronesia. It was in Palau. Uh, oh. And in fact... The camps that they use are the same islands and same areas that they used in Palau. In nice. like the season nine Palau. Vanuatu? So, no, season 10. Sorry, season 10 Palau. Okay. Um, cool. That makes sense. Um, so we spent some time on the fans camp. They talk about how they have an advantage because they've seen the favorites play, and so they know how they play, and they can use that to their advantage. This was a like a wild thought process to me like i think it actually makes sense but i was going into this season thinking like clearly the favorites have a huge huge advantage here which i think they do have the advantage but i had not considered at all that like the fans know the favorites and know how they play and the fans are unknown entities to the favorites yeah and so that gives them a little bit of an edge and i was like that's true i don't think it outweighs having done this before and knowing what to expect but it wasn't an argument that i had not considered whatsoever yeah i'll be curious to see how it goes um there's a season of top chef that is not exactly like this but it's half new people and half people who've been on before and so it's like rookies versus veterans and very clearly the veterans just destroy the rookies and the rookies like quickly get eliminated because the veterans have a whole run of having to do these like time-based challenges and stuff. And so I'll be curious to see if like five episodes or six episodes from now, if the fans have really been dwindled down, like we see that we'll talk about in this episode, the favorites end up having to send somebody, but I'll be interested to see how the rest of the season goes. Um, We see the fans work on their shelter a little bit. Um, There's really weird conversation about Kathy it's mostly talking about how Kathy says like whatever she wants and doesn't really think about it um, or worry about offending people or something. So she asks Chet about being gay, which I feel like they didn't, they just like came out of nowhere. Like they didn't give us a little intro about Chet or anything. Um, And she also asks if that means he wants to be a girl, which I was like, what the fuck kind of like, 
I know this is like mid two thousands, but uh, it was so weird. Yeah, it was and just out of touch. Of, she also like she goes back and forth quite a few times on like calling. She says like, "So are you a homosexual?" and then says, "Are you gay?" and like goes back and forth between those terminologies, which like particularly in that time, I feel like both were probably kind of fine. And Chet just rolls with it, and Chet's fine with it. But mm-hmm. like. It's clear that she, and she says this, like, that she's never really interacted with a gay person. And Chet is like, you probably have. Yeah. And you just don't know it. Right. Um, But, yeah, she, there was part of me that was like, this is not okay. And there was another part of me that was like, uh, I feel like I know people like this who are just like, I don't think she was being disrespectful. She was like, hey, help me out here. I don't know how, like, how to talk about this. And it's not really okay to do, but she was like, she wasn't being mean about it. She was like asking to educate herself, I guess. Yeah. Uh, There's a way to do it. With more... not politically correct. Right. There's a way to do it with more tact for sure. Um, cause then yeah, she follows like, up I, by, this is rough. Cause she listens to our podcast, but like, I felt like it was something that our mother would do. Um, but she would do better than Kathy, like more tactfully. Yes. And I would ask like in different ways, like not in front of, 10 other people that she doesn't know on television. Yeah, she would ask us. That is absolutely fair. And our mother is much more tactful than Kathy was here. Right. But I could see the, like, uh, just the bluntness of this. I was like, I, I can respect that in a certain way. Um, She follow, she follows up by calling out Tracy's boob implants. Um, Which is just, also not great. Yes. So. Um, the, we kind of cut back and forth between the cams. Uh, we see the fans still building their shelter in the dark and in the rain. They don't have a very good shelter yet. Um, and we kind of see the flip of that on the favorites where they do much better at all of these things because they've done it before. Um, we get some time of Johnny Fairplay saying he has a pregnant girlfriend back at home. And boy, does he talk about this pregnant girlfriend and a kid on the way a whole bunch of times. And there's clear, um, what do you call it? Uh clear. Well, no, I was going to say it's clear people aren't sure whether to believe this or not because of his famous storyline from when he was on and said he had his grandma had died and hadn't really and did it for sympathy to have people like keep him around. And so people are not really necessarily sure whether to trust this, myself included. I still don't know if I believe it. Um, I meant to do some research to see if I could find out information about it. And it I didn't. It's accurate. Oh, it is real? It's, yeah, it's real. Okay. That's good. And it means that he like seems like he's actually like changed a little bit, at least for what they showed us in this three episode three day span. Yeah, I we can talk about this more at Travel Council, but I actually was like, oh, Johnny Fairplay might not suck as much as I thought he did. Yeah. Um there's some stuff with Parvati flirting with James already. It looks like Ozzy and Amanda are kind of like um flirting and like getting together. Eliza's taking note of all of this. Um Eliza, Amy, Yao Man, Jonathan form like a quick four alliance. Um, and then Eliza's worried that Amanda, Ozzy, and Parvati and James will become a strong group of four. And so they need a fifth person, which leaves either Sari or Johnny Fairplay. Fair. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Fairplay, then we kind of see him talk to both tribes, basically playing both sides here. Um what else do we see? Yao Man uses a drop of water on his glasses as a magnifying glass to start a fire, and that works. So that's nice. Um, There's a lot of talk from the favorites of like 
man, when we all know what we're doing, this is great. It's so easy to do all of this stuff. Yeah, they are also, um, many of them are pleasantly surprised with how strong James is, where he's just like hacking through bamboo, like no problem, which we just saw happen in China. Um, and so it's kind of interesting or funny to see just with like these favorites who have already experienced this are also impressed. Like, wow. Um, yeah. We go to the immunity challenge. Um, and the f- Johnny Fairplay or somebody talks about how like how they're doing great at the favorite camp. Um, they're crushing it. And the fan, one of the fans is like, yeah, I don't buy that for a second. And Johnny Fairplay says, you guys are dumber than you look. That's the name of the episode. Uh, um, this challenge Johnny was Fairplay cool. says, I'm eating better here than I was at home, which is like, he really plays it up. Yeah. He says he's gained weight. Um, this challenge is super cool. So they have these like puzzle pieces to assemble wheels of a cart. And then they have to roll that cart through a path, including like over this bridge where they have to dig up planks for. And then at the end, they take the wheels off and then recreate those puzzle pieces onto a like turnstile to raise um, a fire. Um, and I just thought this was a cool challenge design where they like reuse puzzle pieces for like a f- different thing. Very cool. Yeah. Um, the fans have an early lead. The favorites are really like struggling to get their cart to move and their wheels together. And then they also crash into a tree really hard, sending Eliza flying and hitting her head. Um, and the fans pull out the win here, which means we will say goodbye to a favorite this episode. Um, back at camp, Oz, they're having like a group meeting, kind of. The, the favorites are Ozzy says the loss will humble them and make them stronger. Um, Suri's like, yeah, maybe I played well today, though. Like, she just wants to be clear, like, I did well. Um, <laughs> which I thought was good. Fair play says he's they're kind of like given their strengths like hey why should we stay fair play says he's good for morale and entertainment there's some talk of maybe parvati or liza being the ones to go and then fair play's talking about his pregnant girlfriend so much and him talking about it so much here i was like this has got to be fake um and then he tells parvati that he's leaning towards just like asking them to vote him out um which parvati's like okay we could maybe do that um and it would be a good way to throw eliza off the scent and then we could actually just vote out eliza instead and so it's just kind of going in to tribal council. It's like, is it going to be Eliza or Parvati, or are they actually going to get rid of Fair Play? And we, we see Fair Play then talk to multiple other people saying, like, maybe you should just vote me out. And multiple people are like, is this a play that he's mm-hmm. doing, or is this real? And what the fuck? Which they did have confessionals with him talking about it, which is like, well, why would he fake it in a confessional? But I could also see them, like, wanting to do that as a show to, like, make it if he was lying again to like throw us off yeah um when you've been playing tears of the kingdom zelda yes. when they showed up to try council and they had these huts out on these docks it very much was like Luralin village in like the southeast of tears of the kingdom mm, haven't gone there yet mm. well when you get down to the southeast of Hyrule, i've been avoiding it because everyone keeps telling me that i'm gonna have to <clears throat> fight a bunch of pirates oh uh, like, i'm going there they're not too bad but I, I also didn't. Our fu- nephew who's super into Zelda today, yeah. uh, and I was like, "Hey, how many temples have you done?" He has done zero of the temples of like the main four. Of the shrines. He's just running around doing stuff. Uh, the way that Michael described it was, he's just been playing Minecraft in the Zelda world. He's like built like wild, amazing contraptions, mm-hmm. uh, and is trying to like find all of the armor and upgrade all of his armor first. Uh, 
and then go do all that stuff. Which I'm like, yeah, cool. I was like blown away because I was like, that is not at all how I'm playing this game. And it's wild to me. And it it was very exciting. That is totally off topic. But I was like very surprised that I expected him to have like been way far ahead of me. And like I'm further ahead plot wise. And he just has like really cool armor. I've put a lot of time into it. I, I have done all shrines at this point. All the shrines? 152, all shrines. Wow. So now I got to work on doing the depths. Amazing. Um, yeah. So anyways, tribal council kind of looks like Laurel and village. Um, there's more talk of Johnny Fairplay's kid story. People are kind of unsure if it's real. Um, Jeff is like, so is this a quit? And Fairplay's like, it's not a quit. They need to vote, which makes it even seem more skeptical. Um, and then they but, go vote. But it's, it's, it's a quit. But I don't know if it would like go on the record as being a quit because they have to vote, right? Oh no, yeah, it doesn't go on the record as being yeah. a quit, but it's a quit. A uh, kind of, but like doing the vote means the favorites have to choose to allow him to leave versus a quit. Like we've seen this before when like people have gotten sick where they're like kind of asked to go, but they don't want to quit and people just don't vote them out. I can't remember what season that was. I think I was in All Stars. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, um yes, you're you're right, but like I will say that I read something that uh Jeff has said, like, Johnny Fairplay doesn't come back after this, and it's because Jeff said, like, he went from being an amazing villain to a quitter. Uh, which, like, yes, you're right. This is not technically a quit. In essence, he quit. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he gets voted out 9-1. to one. Um, I forget who he voted for. It doesn't show it in the show, but he votes for Ozzy. Oh, okay. They don't show it at the final thing? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, sorry. They show it at the very end. But they oh, don't. Yeah. Okay. When Jeff is reading the votes, he doesn't read that one. Right. Um. This is a votagami. First person to be voted out nine to one. Oh, that's fun. Uh. I mentioned earlier that like I feel like Johnny might not suck as much as we think he does. So in the um, on the CBS YouTube account, they'll release like full confessionals that I've read sometimes on the show before, and so you can see all of the confessionals from everybody. And, like, a couple people are just, like, you know, I'm voting for you because I asked you to. But there's a bunch of people that are, like, like, Amanda says, I really respect your decision. I wish you the best of luck. Ozzy says, thanks for the advice. I wish you all the best in the world. Um, Jonathan says, I wish you, your beautiful girlfriend, and your baby the best of luck. Good luck to you. Uh, Parvati says, go home and take care of your baby mama. You're invited to the cool kids dinner when we get back in town. Um, Sari says, uh, only you know what's best for you. Um, Yao Man has this really long thing where he says, Johnny, goodbye. It's been good knowing you. I'm glad I got to know you. I wish you the best of luck as a father. I'm a father of two very happy, well-adjusted teenage daughters. My wife and I raised them right. Need any advice on how to raise a baby? Raise a baby to a happy and well-adjusted child. I'll be happy to give you some advice. Thank you. Um, and Eliza says, like, I'm sad you're going. Over the past few days, I've realized we can be great friends. I'm going to miss you a lot around camp, and I can't wait to, I can't wait to meet Piper which is what he names his daughter. So like I was blown away that this guy who I hated and in Pearl Islands, everyone hated and everyone seems to love him. Yeah. I was like, Oh, like people are being so nice to him in these confessionals. And like, he's built real relationships with these people. And I, I was just so blown away. Yeah. He even gets a hug from Jeff on his way out. He asks Jeff for a hug and Jeff gives yeah. him one. And he says, like, 
last time I was bad guy, and this time I'm trying to be a responsible adult. So, you know, weird, but I'm going out. It is, um, it's a fine reason to leave. I do understand why Jeff would be annoyed by something like this of like, hey, we could have picked lots of people. We cast you, and then immediately you're like, nope, I don't want to be here. Yeah, oh, totally agree. I also uh, could see it being a thing of like maybe, I guess I don't know how long ca- casting process was, but like maybe he didn't know that she was pregnant when they started casting or something, and then yada, yada, yada. But That's true. Um, all right, let's end episode two, The Sounds of Jungle Love. On the favorites camp, we get uh, kind of like a group fishing trip, showing that they're bonding, getting food, catching some really big clams. Ozzy says he's really attracted to Amanda, but he knows it's bad for the game. They also show some more of James and Parvati flirting and stuff. They show us Amanda and Ozzy kissing at night, which Sari and Jonathan Penner notice and are watching. Um, and Jonathan Penner is happy about it because um, I guess I keep calling him that because I feel like Tyson on his podcast always calls him Penner, or I feel like I see people online call him Penner. On the show, they just call him Jonathan. So I don't know if the Penner thing changes or what. Yeah, I do the same thing as you. Um, He's happy because he is looking for a fifth person for his alliance, and he's like him and Suri talking about this. He's like, maybe I can pull Suri in as as our fifth. Yeah. There's a really fun thing happening that I feel like happens a lot with like showmances. We just saw it in season 44 with uh, Franny and Matt, where like with both Amanda Nazi and Parvati and James, they are like, man, we got to make it not super obvious that we're into each other. And everyone else on the tribe is like, they're clearly a duo. Yeah. It's obvious. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. On the fan side, we see they're struggling to build a fire, even with like the Flint. Um, Kathy's talking about how she wants a good shelter. Like she... It, shows people getting annoyed with her because she's like we need a better shelter but then isn't like it doesn't show her actually like working on it a lot she just keeps saying it which joel calls her out for um jason digs out a cave to sleep in um instead of building a shelter he's like hey we can just dig out this and then sleep in this little cave and tells tracy chet and kathy that they can't sleep there and so there's this like split of the group of seven people and then tracy chet and kathy as a separate three um, and so they're working on building up the shelter, um, which then the others come back and are kind of impressed. And they are like, hey, let's bury the hatchet now. And like, tell us how you did this and stuff like that. Which I don't know if you noticed, Tracy's job is a residential builder. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. So I was like, why? Why was Tracy not in charge of this from the very beginning? I don't, I don't understand. Know. It's also like good on... Um, Tracy and Chet and Kathy to be like, okay, we'll bury the hatchet when it's like, you came back to us because we built a good shelter. And now you're like, okay, we can be friends again. Right. Um, So it's not lost on me either that we were just talking about how Kathy was saying wildly inappropriate things about Chet being gay and Tracy's breast implants, allegedly. Uh, And now it's like the three of them are friends. Like that is kind of wild to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we go to the immunity and reward challenge, just one challenge this episode, um, where there are five swimmers, three puzzle makers, and a key master, um, where they can win immunity and then fishing gear fishing gear in a bamboo fishing boat. They also will get to send a loser to Exile Island, where there's an idol and a clue about it, and another twist that will be revealed at the end of the challenge, which is that uh, there'll be one person from each team who goes to Exile Island. Um 
They have to knock keys like into the water. The favorites are really like crushing it. They have a pretty good lead um, and end up pulling out the win here. They choose to send Kathy to Exile Island. This is, sorry, this like going and climbing up and then like hitting the key and coming back down was a thing that I think they did a couple different times in yeah. Cook Islands. And I was like, I wonder if they even have more of a leg up because like Ozzy and Parvati and Penner have all done this challenge before. Yeah. Yeah, especially it'll be interesting how much swimming is in here because we know that Ozzy's like a really good swimmer. Although we did see in the first episode, there was somebody who got across the water before Ozzy. I want to say Eric, maybe. Oh, I thought it was Jason. It might have been Eric. might have been Jason. Yeah, somebody gets across the water before Ozzy and they were like, oh, I even beat Ozzy across. Um, I know that, I feel like I've seen posted on Reddit that, I guess this is somewhat of a spoiler, that I think Ozzy hasn't won, but he's been on like three or four seasons because Jeff like really, the fans think Jeff really wants Ozzy to win. And so he keeps like trying to design games to get Ozzy to win and it just isn't happening. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard like that rumor, but like. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So the favorites win. they send Kathy to Exile Island and then find out they have to choose one of their own to go. And so, so uh, re- sorry, the last part of this challenge is a puzzle where they're putting together a map of Micronesia, which is an island that Guam is in Micronesia. Mm. Yeah. So I guess that was probably a map of like the Oceania region, probably of like multiple things, not yes, the Federated yeah. States of Micronesia. Right. Um, yeah. Like, so then Guam, Guam's there. That's good. I didn't, I had no idea where Guam was, but I definitely didn't think it was in there. Um, Sari goes to Exile Island also. So we get some time there where they act pretty quickly to try to get the clue for the idol. Um, as far as we know from this episode, they don't have the idol. So they basically get a clue, get clues that keep telling them to like wade or swim across this inlet of water from land to land to land back and forth. Um, and that's, we see them do that like four times and then they that's as far as we see in like a scavenger hunt style where it'll be like oh you got to go back across and it's in the forest oh you yeah. gotta go back across and it's on the beach and under this tree and you gotta go back across it was kind of funny to watch Sari just get more and more pissed off because she's like every time she's like i know it's gonna send me right back and then she gets there and she's like i knew it and uh-huh. she keeps going well uh, also trying to be like the upbeat positive person getting kathy like to come on let's do this like yeah uh yeah i man i fucking love Sari. <laughs> she's so good um then we get some time on the fans beach because they're gonna have to vote somebody out so this is after kathy returns their initial thought is chet because he did really poorly in the challenge he knocked a key into the water and then couldn't find it um and eventually had to like give up and send somebody else out for it um so they're then they get into some like serious strategy talk of trying to do like a split vote in case kathy has an idol um or not in case Kathy has an idol, right? Because Kathy does have an idol. Like we already Kathy know she does has have an idol, idol yeah. but it's in case she also plays it on somebody else. Well, like plays the it, idol she found. Yes, because she could have she could have two idols, right? But she has the idol that she found day one from Yao Man, and then she could have another idol from Exile. And so there's this whole thing of we're gonna split the vote on Chet and Tracy, but if Kathy gives her public idol like public immunity to one of them, then we need to split between Kathy and whoever that other person is. Uh, Mikey is the one who's like trying to plan this all out. Mikey B. Mikey B, yes. Which they clarify is Mikey B. He's the only Mikey. 
Yeah, I was confused why you just clarified that. Yeah, he's the only Mikey. Um, but the his plan is perfect, but he lays it out in a kind of a confusing manner, and no one seems to get it. No one yeah. follows. He like when he starts throwing out like multiple like branches off of this plan. That's when people are like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is like too much." Which one of the people that says that is Joel? He's like, "I this is too much going on." But he's correct. Yeah, he's doing the thing that we are always like. Why did they not plan for this possibility? He's doing that. The problem is he's not like talking through it with people. He's just like, here is what the plan needs to be. Right. He's, he's already figured it out and just telling them, and they get upset about that. Yeah, it doesn't go well because then Joel sees that Mikey has Mikey B has been allying with Mary, and he thinks Mikey B is strong for challenges. But we could get rid of Mary. And so that's who he suggested. He takes that to Jason and also tells that to Chet and Tracy. Um, and he tell ends up telling it to Kathy as well. And so we go into tribal council with it's either going to be Mikey B's strategy idea of like Chet or Tracy, maybe, or that it's going to be Joel's idea of getting rid of Mary. Um uh there's <laughs> I I don't take very many notes for tribal council because it's usually just like very circular talk and just not a lot to say. Um I noted that they talked about how being annoyed with how bad Chet was with the swimming. And then I have a quote that Jason said. He said, Chet, you blew it with your body, your brains, and your heart. And I was just like, man, that's like a brutal line. He just like yeah, couldn't find brutal. the key. That was it. There was um, Jeff asks Chet, like, hey, like, that was rough. How'd that go? And Chet was like, Yeah, it was my best. Sometimes we don't do well. And Jeff was like, That's too nice. You sucked. <laughs> um, yeah. So they go vote. Mary gets voted out six to two to two, which is another votagami. Starting off the season back to back votagamis. Um, the two to two tells us that like Mikey B's plan was working somewhat. Like he got the split vote. It's just that Joel rounded up enough people to get rid of Mary for it to work. Yeah, which I I have mixed feelings about. There's part of me that is like Joel's playing too hard this early. Like this is kind of like a wild move to make so quickly. It just puts the target on Joel's back, I feel like. But then I'm also like, it's not like they have like a dead set alliance of seven when they haven't even gone to travel yet. So why not do it? I don't know. I have this yeah. feeling. Yeah, especially because they were like supposedly had done some hatchet burying, but apparently not from some people's perspectives. Um, yeah, so we end the episode. We're down to nine fans and nine favorites. They give us a preview for next week. It shows Sari trying to take some control. Um, a bad storm makes the fans camp suffer and then some sort of face paint and like war wrestling challenge sort of thing which chris is gonna hate yep usually don't like i'm those. not a big fan of them either but i think that you hate them more than i do yeah so we'll see how that goes next week um do do you know who wins the season yes oh okay um so let's just do a prediction for who we think will be eliminated next in the next batch of episodes. Know? I don't. Oh, that's fun. Um, I would yeah, I don't. I have maybe like a decent guess, but I don't know. Um yeah, so let's try to let's name three people since we're gonna watch three episodes next week that we think will be eliminated in the next in episodes three, four, and five. Um, okay. Which is always hard to do at the beginning because I feel like we don't know that much. I'm gonna go with my idea that the favorites will just like dominate. And so I'm just going to pick three fans that are gone. Nope, I'm going to do two and one. I think I'm going to do two and one too. In part, cause I I kind of think there'll be a swap sometime in the next three episodes. Oh, that could be. That I'm going to say Chet, 
Kathy, Amy. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm going to say Chet, Joel, and Yao Man. I feel like we're not getting a lot from Yao Man. Then we should yeah. be. Um, okay. Do you have anything to plug? Luxury item? Yes. Uh, so I was at the beach recently, as I mentioned last week. And uh, while there, I did a lot of reading. Um, and the book that I've been thinking about more than others, I guess, that I read was called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by, I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly, Gabrielle Zevin, I think. Um, Creeps in this petty pace from day to day. Is that Macbeth? Hamlet? It is It is a Macbeth quote, Macbeth. yes. Um, however, it is a Macbeth quote. The book is about video game design. Oh. Um, and it's like a, uh, it's fiction, but it is about video game designers from like the mid nineties to present kind of like a specific team of video game designers and how they have, like how they changed over time and both like their artistry. And then uh, it's about video game design, which I kind of found fascinating, but more so it is about like relationships and friendships and how those change over time um, and how like uh, collaborative teams affect friendships and stuff like that uh and like there's a lot of really great insights i think about like friendship um it was like very it was a very good read very like compelling and fascinating um and it was just like yeah it's ostensibly about video game designers but it's really about friends uh which i feel like is maybe a weird like description of a book but uh yeah that is me trying to say the friends were the video, video games. games. I still think you would like this book. The friends were the video games we made along the way. Or the video uh, games were the friends we made along the way. The friends were the way we made the friends were the friends we made along the way of making video games. Yeah. Yes. That that last one. Sure. Um, cool. Very interesting. I haven't really read much at all for a while. I should get on that. Um I would bet I I I read it like I mean ebook, but I did I did not I read it, I did not listen to it. But there's it like goes back and forth between multiple points of view. And so I would imagine that the audiobook would probably be very good. Oh, cool. Out there because I know you're an audiobook guy. Um I will plug the movie The Mummy. I rewatched it recently. Oh. It's very fun. The 1999 classic with Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. Yeah. It's great. It's very good. I also watched the second one. The Mummy Returns. Total dog shit. Not good. <laughs> uh, they really try to do like too much. The movie's way too long. Story's very complicated, actually. Like so much so that like I was watching it with my two roommates and we were like kept having to like talk and be like, what is happening? Which you wouldn't think you would need to do for like some sort of like cheesy popcorn movie like The Mummy Returns, but pretty complicated, actually. Uh, well, we're going to try out the third one. The rock, the score, or is that the it introduces one? The Rock, but he's not in it very much. Then he gets a like, standalone one that's like The Scorpion King. We'll probably watch that eventually. I'm sure it will also be bad, but we'll see. Um, yeah, we do a lot of like kind of monster movie sort of things that we watch together. And so that seemed like a good one. And it was a good time. Um, listeners, let us know a good book you've been reading that you would like us to recommend on your behalf or a movie you would like us to recommend on your behalf you can tweet at us at tribal council 20 or email us at tribal council podcast at gmail.com 
Um, next week, we're going to be covering Season 16, Episodes 3, 4, and 5. And for this week of Tribal Council, this is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>